Hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, the Beast Machines podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. I'm Alex. And my middle name is Trouble. (laughs) But what's his power level? (laughs) So good. All of it, so good. You'll understand later. All right. So, uh, this is... We are watching... Once again, we are going through Beast Machines episode by episode, and today we are watching episode three, Fires of the Past, uh, written by Transformers veteran Marv Wolfman, who wrote several episodes of uh, Beast Machines, in addition to writing the Return of Optimus Prime two-parter in G1, and uh, The Probe in Beast Wars. And many, many Teen Titans comics. Yes. Additionally, many Teen Titans comics. Yes, and also he wrote the uh, original story outline for Beast Machine, sort of the the story bible. Nice. Except for the mystical stuff. (laughs) Uh Ah, that was all Bob Skier's fault. Yes. Well, at Hasbro's request, though. Huh. That is interesting. Hasbro got exactly the series they wanted. Yeah. Well, I suppose that's good. It's just kind of weird that they wanted it. This was directed by uh, John Poser and uh, first aired October 2nd, 1999. And we open with Optimus Prime. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. He's dead. Because he's all gray. You see. Yes. It, uh, yeah, it's a statue of Optimus Prime. He is inexplicably holding two golden discs, which was apparently not in the script. Huh. Apparently, you golden know, discs cause... are a new a thematic deco because the building behind him has golden discs on the front doors. Maybe it's the That's library. Weird. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah Bob Spear yeah, claims that go. neither the statue nor the golden discs were mentioned in the script. Uh, however, he suggested that they were either the Voyager discs or that Optimus won them in the two millionth annual Cybertronian spelling bee. <laughs> <laughs> also. Why is Megatron just now getting around to blowing up a statue of Optimus Prime? That's I mean, a good I question. guess we don't know how long he's been uh how long he's been in control of the planet. Yeah. It's also possible that maybe he's just doing it to like intimidate Primal and the Maximals. Yeah, it's a symbolic yes. act. He didn't mm-hmm. think about it before, but now he's now that someone's actually around to watch it, he's yeah. like, Because uh, why would that. you do propaganda acts yeah. if there's no one to propaganda act? Yeah. I mean he might have done it back when back before he killed billions of Cybertronians. What? Yeah. You know, it, it's like it's like getting a haircut even though you live alone. Yeah. Or <laughs> sometimes you just your... gotta do something for you. <laughs> yeah. Or dyeing your hair purple even though you're Stuck at home most of the time now, like I do. There you go. Once again, I sympathize wholeheartedly with Beast Machine's Megatron. I remember (laughs) uh, in the last episode, we saw that Megatron has a bunch of big paintings of himself in his throne room, despite (laughs) not having anybody else on the planet to look at them. Well, he's got somebody there, as we'll learn this episode. Well, this is true. I mean, as much as you can consider that to be somebody, but... 
we'll get to. I think he's somebody. Yeah. So anyway, they're they're in the Cybertron archives, and they're trying to find to see if any of the data that was deleted from the InfoCore last episode might still be there. Uh, so the rest of the Maxwells are trying to hold off the Vehicons whilst uh, Rat Trap browses the stacks, <laughs> and it he runs out, and they found there's nothing. It's all gone. Yeah, Megatron has it's deleted like... all your history. Your cookies are gone. Yes. Yep. Also, he said that they have files for everyone on the planet. Like, what dystopian authoritarian police state had Cybertron become? I mean, maybe it's more just like socialist security numbers and driver's licenses. I guess. Aren't driver's licenses kind of creepily authoritarian when you turn into a car? Oh, that's true. (laughs) That's a good point. It's it's your license. It's your license for yourself. So you're allowed to drive your. Yeah, that tells you. I mean, there are probably some Transformers who shouldn't be allowed to drive. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) See, you you just got to put a bunch of uh, like uh, you know boots on his wheels, and you just got to walk around everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) That seems really embarrassing. Well, yes. Or I don't know. Get reformatted into like whatever Rung turns into. Aw, poor Rung. Maybe that's maybe that's his backstory. He just was a really crummy driver. <laughs> oh, that, that would that would fit his character. I was thinking more of the guys that turn into trailers. Yeah, oh, or you know, lampposts, <laughs> stoplights, <laughs> phone booths. Soundwave isn't allowed to drive anymore. Aw. nowhere. <laughs> I wish I knew how to add flanging to voices. As soon as they saw him coming, he could just, you know, transform into a lamppost and they would just drive right past him. Well, that's the thing. He used to be a car, but then he had to become a lamppost because he was a terrible driver. (laughs) Ah. I see. Well, it looks looks like it's a lamppost duty for you, Sonny. Uh, Because (laughs) even on Cybertron, I guess the cops are from, like, Cybertron, Ireland. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. So anyway, Primal is very angry, but you know they've—he's—he's uh, he's making all sorts of angry Gary Chalk noises. Oh, so good! And Megatron's watching this, and he's pleased that uh, all the billions of years of Cybertronian history are now just a rumor. Yeah, that's kind of weird. I mean, you know, it's—it's uh, it's a real uh, French king, you know, l'état c'est moi. Well, yeah, like. Changing history to suit yourself, that's Megatronish, but deleting everything? Well, see, that that history doesn't matter because I'm not in it. I guess, but then there's the Just whole Just as all the people and... on this planet don't matter because they're not me. Also, this was a way less <laughs> ambitious plan to change the past to suit yourself. That That is true. Yeah. Yeah. This well, you just simpler. really need, like, a big magnet. <laughs> <laughs> So, unfortunately, he's also wiped every credit card on Cybertron as well. <laughs> oh, no! The financial system has collapsed. It's like a big eel-skin wallet. <laughs> and anyway, so but Megatron isn't entirely alone, because he's got his diagnostic drone. Yay! Yes! Diagnostic drone! See, that's who else is there to see the, the pictures. His yeah. buddy, Diagnostic Drone. I think he's people. Yes, and this is voiced by uh, Canadian voice actor Christopher Gaze. Yes. He, uh, I, he's in those Bionicle movies. Um, you know, he does a lot of, you know, Vancouver stuff. Oh. 
I think so. This is Outer the Limits only... episodes. And... <laughs> Outer Limits episodes. Um, he probably turns up on the X Files. Apparently, he was in Mummies Alive. What? Oh, and he was uh, he was on that live action uh, Ninja Turtle show. Oh. Ooh. Ooh. The next mutation. So yes. he sort of follows Scott McNeil from project to project. <laughs> well, I mean, there there's so many, uh, you know. And Scott McNeil, although surprisingly, Scott McNeil never on the X Files. Huh. Yeah. I find that impossible that, to believe. Yeah, that <laughs> sounds weird. And Gary Chalk wasn't on it until like this year. Oh, oh man. Oh. oh. That is good. Madness. I, I did just see an episode with uh, David Kay, though. Hmm. Huh. What plays a role uh, was reporter? He? Oh, yeah, like I'm, he did in uh, the second X Men movie. That's right. And he's got a very, and he's just kind of doing his, you know, David K kind of Megatron voice, which is just his normal speaking voice. Oh yeah, the same voice he does on Last Week Tonight every week. Yes. <laughs> and now this. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'm going through it. I, I haven't watched it before, so I'm going through. I'm two seasons in, and unfortunately, only two Beast Wars actors so far. Um, uh, Blue Mankuma is a shady FBI agent uh, <laughs> trying to steal a sentient computer in uh, the first uh, season. So anyway, yeah, the diagnostic drone. It's it's a little ball. It's got arms. It's adorable. <laughs> yeah. I think it's shown up in some of the recent stuff. I mean, not presumably not. I don't know. Can we call it a character? It's a character, though. I mean, I mean he's, it, he's he doesn't have a spark. We know that, but he's, yeah. And he's, he's you know neither like C three PO doesn't technically have a soul. Yeah. yeah, he's got a personality. Well, that's because he's a neurotic, not because he's. <laughs> I'm sorry, I see myself out. <laughs> but yeah, we have seen diagnostic drones in uh, the IDW comics. Yes. Um, they showed they up get... a couple of times in DreamWorks stuff, or not, uh, DreamWave stuff. Yeah. I they're think they're a fun little thing to draw into the background. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's been in the Japanese Creo comics and things. Oh, yeah. Oh, I think so. So yeah, there's, uh, there's also, he's, and yeah, he's got a personality. He is kind of subservient, but also kind of a bitch to Megatron sometimes. (laughs) He's a sassy little secretary. He's like, Megatron took all the souls, he killed everybody on Cybertron, trapped their souls away, but then he realized, I don't have anybody to talk to. (laughs) In order to do the dumb things I don't want to do. Yes. So, So he had to build this drone for him to talk to. And yes. because he built it smart enough to be competent, it hates him. Yes. Yes. And so, yeah, it is apparently helping to purge him from his uh, organic beast mode, which it, it says that he, you know, it says that he's now purged. Yes. Yeah, Mega- yes, it, it also, presumably the diagnostic part is that it does seem to be heavily involved with his medical condition. Yes. And so, uh, yeah, Maximals are still fighting. Uh, Black Randy gets knocked out and has uh, one of our trademark Beast Wars prophetic dreams. Yeah, but they're but, new to but her. But she's not Cheetor. I know. Yeah, she's. She, well, I mean, in the last episode, she kind of took the Cheetor role. Yeah. And she will continue to kind of Cheetor throughout this series. I suppose if Cheetor is not Cheetoring anymore, somebody <laughs> has to. Yes. Well, Cheetor's kind of Optimus Primaling. Yeah. Good point. Is Optimus Primal like Rhinoxing? I mean, he's Rhinoxing if Rhinox was crazy and a dick. <laughs> and angry. <laughs> Keep watching. <laughs> so yeah, she's just kind of floating through this uh, lovely organic forest. 
and uh, falls into a chasm, and she's saved by a mysterious winged character. <gasps> Was there somebody with wings on this show? No. I don't remember. I think I had my mind wiped. Yeah. No, I, I believe the, the virus that reverted me to my uh, original beast mode has also wiped my memory of uh, that and maybe another character. I don't, don't know. remember anybody with wings. <laughs> no, I think we do remember that. No. But I don't remember that I don't remember. Yeah. So, yeah, so Cheetor rescues her. Um, uh, Optimus Primal climbs up a building and then knocks it over on a bunch of tank drones. Well, the tank drones were shooting it. He kind of sort of gets them to shoot it on themselves. Oh, and the, there's also yes. a split screen there, like the bottom of the screen. Yeah, we're going to get experiment with a little split screen. This is neat. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. cool. Very it's, comic booky and uh, yeah. Ang Lee Hulky and cool. and also kind of seventiesy. Well, it works yeah, better I than it does that. in Ang Lee's Hulk. Yeah. Well, yes. Well, also because, you know, spoilers, the, the series doesn't end with uh, Optimus Primal fighting a hobo-esque Nick Nolte. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man, now I just wish Megatron was voiced by Nick Nolte. Damn it. <laughs> uh, God damn it, Maximals. God damn it, Maximals. Ruining my planet with organics everywhere, fingering their poo. God damn it, Diagnostic. just got to fight into this electric cable. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm the absorbing man. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I've got to rewatch that movie. It's it's not good, but it's kind of enjoyable. <laughs> if you say dogs, so. yeah, yeah, deranged Nick dogs. Nolte. All oh, right, the dogs. Anyway, Beast Machines. <laughs> yeah. uh, Megatron is real angry about this whole building falling on his tank drones. So once more, uh, appropriately enough, he hulks out <laughs> and turns into a dragon. <gasps> yeah. Yeah, what, so why does he get to keep his Season 3 model? Well, he didn't infect himself with his with the virus, and also, I mean, Hasbro made the toy, so they must have, pl- they must have wanted it this way. I Maybe, I, I have a theory, that toy was still on shelves. This is possible. Possibly. <laughs> also, and, and like, geez, we got to make up for all those Tiger Hawks we didn't sell. Yeah, like if he'd reverted to his, his original T-Rex body... That would be cool, but then he wouldn't have the winged cape. So yeah, yeah. he wouldn't be as cool. He need the also, you have to fit those uh, you know T Rex arms in there somewhere. Yeah. Yes. Although I guess he has a dragon head arm under there. Yeah. Doing stuff. Maybe that's why he has the uh, the moo. Yeah, <laughs> presumably that's why he's got the extra hands on the arms on the outside yeah. because if he used those other arms, they would remind him of his horrible organics. Yeah, he doesn't want to look at and his hand. He's now a head of a dragon that would just torment him. Although it would also remind him of every time he used to pet it. <laughs> Who knows what that dragon head's doing under there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Megatron's mad, and he wonders, you know, why. You know, he's got this whole army of drones. Why can't they capture four mongrel beasts? Mm. And to which the diagnostic drone suggests, well, you know, free will. And Megatron uh, thinks that's a good idea. <laughs> what? It's like his well, least favorite thing. Yeah, well, sometimes you got to fight fire with fire. Yeah, wait, is this after he sets the diagnostic drone on fire? He does set the di- this is after he sets the diagnostic drone on fire. So it's kind of nice <laughs> that the diagnostic drone still gives him a straight answer, even after being set on fire. Well, I think the diagnostic <laughs> drone was being flippant. It's like, I've already been set on fire. Sure, free will, something I don't have. Well, it on, it got- does seem to have free will. 
mean, kind of. I don't know. I, I think we get into that later in the series yeah. to see how much free will it actually has. I suppose. But it's possible that's programmed with the director, directed by Hasbro to sell some bad guy toys. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, it's a good thing that Megatron apparently hasn't killed everybody on uh, Cybertron. He's just extracted their sparks and put them into cans. He's taken their souls. Yes, and then he's tiled his floor with them. Yeah. In a way, is actually worse than just killing everybody. He ripped everyone's spark out and keeps them below him as he's hovering in the sky. And then we're going to find out later what he's going to do with them. (laughs) And it's unpleasant. Yeah. So yeah, he pulls them out. He pulls these sparks out and then cut back to the Maximals. Optimus Mm. is mad at everybody because he's kind of mad at everybody all the time now. Mm. Yeah, and he's back to to victim blaming himself. Yep. That's not, you know, he's the one who's like their their motivational speaker, spiritual guru. He should know that this isn't healthy. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, sometimes it's harder when it's you, when you're the yeah. one having to treat yourself. Well, yeah, it's like Primal would always put pressure on himself. It's like he must solve the problems by himself. He was the one getting blown up in season finales. And when, you're <laughs> yes. ent- when yeah. your entire planet is kind of dead and it's might even be your fault, that I, I can understand why he's being a jerk, but he's still really being a jerk. Yes. Yeah. Do as monkey see, not as monkey do. Yeah. <laughs> And so Black Reckney has another Vision of Silverbolt, uh, which, again, she's in robot mode while uh, having this. Yeah, and, and Primal yells oh. at her about that. It's like, transform into your beast mode. Yeah, so she's just decided that, uh, you know, uh, this monkey is going to hear and see no evil. So she just sneaks off. <laughs> yeah. Yep. To the central spaceport. Because she's remembered, they didn't get there by flapping their arms. <laughs> Yeah, that would be and ridiculous ret- if you flew back there without a spaceship. That'd be crazy. Rat Trap does ask her why she's not transforming back, and she says she has her reasons. Yeah. Apparently her reasons are sexy daydreams. <laughs> <laughs> and faulty pattern recognition. Yes, that's yeah, it. But I, I will note that we get a scene here where she and the mystery silhouette are face-to-face, and what are they doing? <laughs> Sharing spark energy? I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, I, I think I've read some fanfics with uh, with that in yeah. it. <laughs> so yeah, she, she she's got there. Uh, she's got, she's at the spaceport. Rat Trap has followed her, and really need he's just gonna rat her out to Primal because I guess you know then he'll probably stop yelling at Rat Trap for five minutes. Yeah. Aww. so tough. But she, before she can explain. We get three Viacons, which seems like, uh, you know, it's unusual. But generally, we get, like, huge armies of them, and also these ones are slightly different colors. I yeah. think most importantly, it's one of each of different kinds. Normally, when we see them, it's all of the same kind together. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's not like three jets or three cycles. It's a jet, a cycle, and a tank, which is definitely unusual for what we've seen so far. Uh, so yeah, these are our yeah these are our Viacons. <gasps> yes. Yay! Finally. Yes, and so we learn in short order that we have Jetstorm, the Aerodrone General, who is uh, sort of the, your your evil wisecracking guy. 
I think oh, you mean Jet Trouble Storm. Yes, because Trouble <laughs> is his middle name. No, it's Problem. It's Jet oh, Problem it's Problem. Storm. Okay. <laughs> My bad. So he, uh, he's voiced by Brian Drummond, uh, probably best known as uh, Vegeta on Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, he's first... not really doing a very Vegeta-y voice, but... It kind of is his voice. Well, with the effects, it sounds a little different, but it's basically Vegeta, sort of. <laughs> Although, well, he was the first dub of Vegeta back when it was Ocean, the Canadian guys, before they moved to Texas for America, but they kept continuing in Canada with the Canadian guys, I guess? I don't know. I believe so, yes. Yeah, but Eddie, he, he's the most talkative, and oh, he's showing off. He's so great. And so we, uh, we've also got Tankor, who is the very creatively named Tank uh, Drone General. Tankor, destroy! <laughs> uh, he is voiced by B- Paul Dobson, who uh, was also the adult Enzo Matrix on Reboot. Tankor. I, I feel like Tankor is an example of Hasbro having to get back into the swing <laughs> of naming vehicle characters. Yeah. <laughs> they, like, had Just... forgotten how since G2, so... I'm a tank. No, I'm tank ore. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Just like it took them a year or so to get the hang of naming animal characters, it, it took them a little bit to get back into the swing of naming vehicle characters. Yes. And we've also got the motorcycle drone general, Thrust, voiced by our old friend Jim Burns, uh, yes. a.k.a. Inferno. Yeah, Sadly, sounding, not as crazy as Inferno. Sounding way different. No, he's kind of... Like a biker, a smooth, cool. Yeah, biker. he's like a cool biker guy yeah. who manages to be cool just by kind of having a hockey puck for a head. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow, magically. Well, I bet he's glad he's no longer imprisoned. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I, I have to say, it does make you wonder why bother giving your uh, general sentience if one of them is dumber than the Incredible Hulk. <laughs> Yeah, there is a point where he's talking, and it just sounds like he's struggling to make words. It sounds <laughs> where like, well, okay, it sounds kind of like. Go. I mean, it sounds kind of like he's constipated, but really, it just sounds like he's he's yeah. struggling to make words happen. Yep. Or kind of like uh, Phil Hartman's Frankenstein's monster from SNL. <laughs> yeah. Or unfrozen caveman lawyer. Yes. Even simpler. Unfrozen viacon general. <laughs> Well, kind of. Maybe more appropriate than you know. Yes. So needless yeah, to say, the, uh, the Black Arachnia and Rat Trap have reactions to this. Bad, well, good, funny reactions, but the screaming faces like, this isn't good. Yes. Oh, also weird is like, when they're naming themselves, they show off their sparks from the, the Viacons do. That's very weird. Yes, it is. <laughs> well, they I mean, want you to know they have weird them. things on the show. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, there's there's one's more more running away, a lot of hiding, uh, we get some good wisecracks from Jetstorm. There's a lot more techno. A lot of techno. One point, uh, Jetstorm makes a, uh, like a, an airplane cap, like an airplane pilot joke, which, uh, <laughs> we get more, we get some little picture in picture there. Yeah. Yes. There, there's some more of that split screen stuff going on, picture so in picture. It's, it's very stylish. Yes, and also in the uh, all the all the vehicles sort of have distinctive heads, even in vehicle mode, and we certainly get a lot more of that now that the these vehicles are actually have personalities. Yeah, now that they're talking while in vehicle mode. Yes, they're they're very yep. 
look, yeah, they have like heads and they're very. They, they don't have emotive. mouths. They have faces, though. They they talk like um, I don't know. I guess kind of like a uh, quick strike. The, the way their mouth wiggles. Yeah. Eek. Yeah. Although I mean, Tankor has a mouth. He, he Tankor's like a big muppet. Oh yeah, Tankor Tankor's does. mouth is scary looking. Yeah, because yeah, he's it's not mouth. right. It's just like his his entire face beneath his eyes just sort of. <laughs> Opens up. Yeah, like he's like he uh, unhinges his entire jaw. Like he's a yeah. stapler who talks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is ridiculous. It's it's unnerving. And it's also kind of hilarious because he is like he has the intelligence of a slow toddler. <laughs> he's the Hulk. Yeah. Job like, is even the smart. Hulk can, is better at forming sentences. I think the Hulk gets better at forming sentences. <laughs> Hulk's problem is mostly pronouns. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> Whereas, you know, Tankor is just literally driving along, yelling, Tankor, destroy. <laughs> the dumber Tankor gets, the stronger he gets. <laughs> See, that is beyond Tankor. Yeah. That's true. Uh, so, uh, anyway, Black Rackney eventually gets to the point where she can uh, hack into the Matrix... You know, like you do. You know, put on a VR helmet, uh, you know. Yeah, she had to put on her Oculus Rift. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then she went after the data file in the Gibson. Yes, because she actually found the, the shuttle that they, they got in there. Yes, they found the ship, they found the shuttle. It's got a big hole in the side, which is probably yeah. notable. Yeah, because she's been having visions in her robot mode, she remembers they came on a shuttle. Apparently everybody else forgot. Because the yeah, virus. I, because the power of love, apparently. Yeah, because she, you know. she visualizes the various people on this crew. She finds Rhinox was there. Yeah. And also Silverbolt. And she remembers oh, yeah, everybody's in... season three models. Yeah. Well, well I, I guess she, those were the ones that were on the ship. Yeah, they were, yeah, she was checking the data on the ship because, well, first they had... Wait, did we skip a scene? I think we did. Um, I think oh, yeah, Redraft is kind of... I mean, there's a lot of scenes of running and fighting. Yeah, yeah, I, so much. I did running. like the fighting in the uh, whole spaceport thing because I did like that there were like jumbo jet equivalents just randomly in the background. Yes, yeah. all right, a, that a whole big good. pile of pipes for some reason. Yeah, yeah. you know. Okay, but my notes were just a little bit. Yeah, there's a lot of running, so I forgot where we were, which running it was. <laughs> yeah, and anyway, it turns out that the Viacons cannot detect the Maximals when they are in beast mode. Now, you would think that they would have, like, even some sort of heat signature or something, and you would think that Megatron yeah. would think that he needed to equip these things to detect organics. Yeah, but well, no. I mean, it's, it's like when uh, the X-Men went through the Siege Perilous, and they couldn't be detected by computers, by, mm. like, machines anymore. Yeah, I, I suppose the Oracle could have... Yeah, because now it they're... Is, is fittingly Siege Perilous-esque. They're half yeah, so vehicle, gonna have to, you half know. animal. It's, okay, it makes sense that they're they can hide to, now. Oh my... No, no, now I'm now I'm having Night Scream Jubilee parallels, and it's, oh it's not nope. good. Does, no. does a mall bat like chili fries? <laughs> no, we're not there yet, no. It's going to hang out in Australia and we're run not into the Phantom Jubilee. Menace yet. We're not the Phantom Menace <laughs> now I'm just thinking of uh, 
Michael J. Nelson saying Magneto Cerebro Cerebro Magneto over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this thing that she's using kind of looks like Cerebro. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so here's the thing. Because she's checking in the thing. She realizes she forgot two Maximals. They forgot the other Maximals, which is why... Kind of explains why Rat Trap's more of a jerk now and everybody's personality's a little different. Because they've forgotten bits of their memory that they had. Which means... They forgot well, their character development yeah, from they, season one on. They onward. forgot their character development. They forgot other characters, which means they forgot Dinobot. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Wow. I hadn't even realized that before. That's That's sad. Oh, my goodness. I I was going to mention how Rat Trap was a big jerk at the very beginning of season one, but, but yeah, also forgetting Dinobot is, wow. Yeah. That's, that's rough. And, uh, Black Rain has forgotten that she learned how to love. (laughs) Well, not entirely. I guess she's still got the feeling that you're, because when she, see, figures out, oh, Silverbolt, she remembers his name. I mean, it seems that once you see a guy, you kind of remember everything about them. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it, apparently, you know, seeing Rattrap, you don't also remember that there was, like, a big guy that he used to be pals with. Yeah, you, you don't remember eh. the guy that used to ride him. <laughs> yeah. So, boy, do they ever remember Dinobot? Are we going to I mean, they have to eventually... Eventually, maybe, if they get all their memories back. I can't back, deal with it otherwise. <laughs> Will they ever get all the memories sure back? I, yeah, I'm not sure how that works exactly. Hopefully, I'm sure they remember Dinobot. I, I will at least tell myself that so I can sleep at night. <laughs> yeah, seriously. And, well, to, to get over that, that sadness, well, 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 your situation is exactly matches your location. Terminal. Oh, I, I, oh, I quoted that line way too many times in college. I love that. I love that delivery. How often were you at terminals in college? <laughs> I don't know. I would just say that seems like we were in a building or something, enter, hanging out with my friends. That uh, seems like one of those. Whenever midterms would come terminal. around. Ooh. That seems like one of those things that, like, how anytime I go into an airport, I get slimy to the moon stuck in my head for, like, an hour. <laughs> that seems like one of those things that would also be heavily airport-related, and from now on will probably happen. Well, at least you don't get Captain Jetstorm telling you to freely move about the tarmac <laughs> and plead for your miserable little lives. <laughs> well, yeah, that one's harder to I don't know, play, man. But... Jetstorm's pretty great. But that Brian would... Drummond is great on Oh, he is yes. amazing. And He's like the game show the, announcer from hell. <laughs> and, I mean, this show can get very grim, and it needs a little levity. Yeah. I mean, he's doing. clearly, you know, like, evil, but he's very amusing. Yeah. Oh, so, anyway, anyway so, yeah, uh, unfortunately, now Megatron has figured out what Black... Oh, sorry, what did you say? Anyway, yeah, Jetstorm shows up to ruin their little party and chase them away from the shuttle. Yeah, and also Black... Ra- and the Gibson. has figured out what Black Rackney is trying to do, and so he is trying to hack into her Gibson... Uh, and oh, find no. out where the maximal base is. <gasps> the maximal Gotta base that done. they've had set up for all of half an episode. I yeah. mean, I guess, you know, you just send a bunch of Muldrones in there and kill them. So, yeah, you know, that's true. This is a simple problem to resolve once you know where they're hiding. Yeah. It's less like having ants and more like having, like, a rat. Yeah. Or a rat, case, a gorilla, a, a spider, and a cheetah. Yes. I mean, if you have a gorilla in your house, you probably should move. <laughs> that is a fair point. Sp- speaking of a rat, the Black Arachne and Rat Trap have an argument after being 
almost blown up by Jetstorm. And they split up by riding a baggage carousel that is humongous. Well, you know, Cybertronians used to be a lot bigger. Yeah, but it, it's like way, way, way big. Black Arachnid is riding like on his carousel, and she's like about the size of a small piece of luggage. She's carry-on size. <laughs> oh, man, I hope I remember to put my shaving cream inside my uh, Black Arachnia. <laughs> oh, that's, that gets dirtier the longer you think about it. Ew. <laughs> I think I left it in that abdomen. <laughs> Dad abdomen. <laughs> I mean, Jennifer Lopez was big around the same time. It's, it's true. It's a good point. And it's possible that she was deliberately designed with the the junk in the trunk. <laughs> it is. It's, it's entirely possible. So yeah, they so they have to blow up the shuttle, and uh, but thankfully, even though they are cornered by Viacons, uh Optimus Primal and Chudor drop in through the skylight like Batman in a Joel Schumacher movie. Yeah, they, I guess they just follow the pretty explosions epic. to find them. And that's usually a pretty good thing. And, and I mean, Shador kind well. of is the uh, Chris O'Donnell Robin to uh, Optimus's George Clooney Batman in this. Yeah, I mean, if George Clooney's Batman was, like, violently insane at times. Yeah, this is more like... Um, if? Oh, what is it called? <laughs> the Batman jumping in front of a lightning bolt, the fat chubby one. Oh, uh, Dark Knight Returns. Yeah, that one. Uh-huh. <laughs> Oh, the fat, chubby one. Yeah, I mean, he's a little Chris O'Donnell in this. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we're not at the point where Optimus Primal has adopted him yet, despite him being a grown-ass man. <laughs> <laughs> and there are no gratuitous nipples. No. Oh, thankfully. I mean, Cheetor kind of has... I mean, I guess they're supposed to be his abs, but they are vaguely nipple-like. Oh, good point. Yeah, and he's a cat, so that would be where they'd oh, yeah. be. That is yeah. true. Oh, well, I've already... I've thought about this more than oh. I wanted to. Oh, <laughs> By which you mean an amount greater than none. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, once again, Primal is super mad because they've destroyed their ship, and now that's the only way to fill in the gaps in their memory. And he's just one—he's just one angry monkey. In this oh episode. yeah, because yeah. he he reverts back to monkey mode, and he's just angry and yelling. It's not a very long rant, but he's doing it in front of a giant fire that's behind him. And like the, the last, might say it's the fires of the past. Yes, like Whoa. is it the last shot that that him is him turning to the fire and you see the fire in his eyes? Yes, that, that, that's not <laughs> very a good epic. Song. I mean, this this show is good at picking a good shot. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we forgot at some point in the episode, Rat Trap figures out that yeah, they can't detect their beast signatures. Or something. Well, I guess we kind of mentioned that. Yeah, they were staring kind of straight at him and didn't notice him at all. Yeah, they were literally. Oh, and I also forgot to mention that at at one point, uh, Tankor has pizza cutter hands. Oh, yay! They're pretty great. Something that something that the toy kind of does. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the bigger toy sort of does. And it has buzz saws. They just you can't swap them out with his hands. Although, can you do that? You can't. Can you do that with uh, the recent generations one? Uh, oh, that's a good question. No, the, I can't the recent I don't one, think so. it has buzz saws on his, like, the side of his arm. Oh, okay. But he's just oh, got yeah, 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 I'm looking at it now. Yeah, he yeah. has the... Oh, yeah. Fat Tankor, so cute. Oh, Fat Tankor. <laughs> good old Fat Tankor. <laughs> so, yeah, that is it for this episode. We know, and once again, we know a little more of what's going on in the 
they actually did get to Cybertron on that ship, and there were two more of them that we found. Yeah, they're out there somewhere, with any luck. Yes, they are. They might be closer than you think. <gasps> I had completely forgotten that the same episode where the generals are introduced is the episode where they remember they had these people missing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, again, I don't think I've watched most of this show since the first airing. Yeah, it's been a while for me. I don't think I've actually watched through this since they were first airing, and even then I didn't watch in full. Yeah, 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 because it does seem like there's a lot of running in this show, and there doesn't seem to be that much happening in each episode, but they move along at a fast enough pace that the story does pile up on you. Yeah. (laughs) Mm-hmm. And so, uh, yeah, I think that, that about does it for the episode. You know, it's enjoyable. I really like the, uh, I really like the Viacons. Oh, so much. I mean, it's nice to have some antagonists who can talk. Yeah. Yeah. Especially, like in Jetstorm's case, who <laughs> love to talk. Yes. Love the sound of his own voice. They are so delightful. Yes. I mean, we don't get a lot of thrust in this, but, I mean, that's kind of his deal. He's the strong, silent type. Yeah. Yes. For reasons that we will discover later. Because <laughs> yeah. he's cool now. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, it, this is well planned out in that the Viacons all have very deliberately chosen personalities. Yes. yes. In a way that's going to be very clever once we find out what the deal is. Yes. Yep. Although I imagine people started to kind of figure it out, probably starting with this episode. I don't know. I don't, I, Especially I don't... if they knew the pre-release name of one of the characters. Yeah. Well, that... Okay, that that part's weird, but I figured kind of, but not the way we get what we get. Yeah, I mean, they they do a fake-out on us. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the fake-out is great. I wish they'd done more fake-out, but... Yeah, but it's nice to have vehicle Transformers, even if they're stylized, futuristic, crazy vehicles again. I mean, I really love the Viacon designs. Oh, yes. I just wish the toys were... Or at least, I wish the Jetstorm toy... Looked more like he does in the show. Yeah, I'm still holding out hope that at some point we'll get a new Jetstorm. Although his Beast Machines toy is really good, it just doesn't look enough like him on the show. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't look nearly enough like G2 Afterburner. I need his robot (laughs) mode. The robot mode is the part I like. The just having a craning neck in jet mode. Yeah, that's kind of cool. But no, I need that robot mode face. Yeah, I would. I I would just like more to go with the Generations Tankor. Yeah, because he's a very good Tankor. Yeah, um, is the I mean the, the Beast is Machines tanker is also good, but it doesn't look much like the show model. No, it's all the wrong colors and sort of the wrong shapes and places. The thrust toy is pretty yeah. good, isn't it? Although it's kind of big. It, I mean, it's kind of big, and it's the head's kind of weird. It's got a lot more yellow on it. Mm. But anyway, yeah, there. I mean, pretty much, you can't really go wrong with a Beast Machines Viacon toy. They're all very good. Mm. Yeah. Uh, even the ones that weren't on the show. Oh, the ones that weren't on the show, some of those are just brilliant. What about the guy who's got missiles launchers in his chest that you can't fall down? I mean, that's that's fine. I like that guy. That's uh, Blast Charge. (laughs) Oh, Oh, God, that's one of the most generic Transformer names ever. (laughs) Yes, it is. It it is like they just went to a Transformers name generator. Well, this this turned up results Blast Blast. We can't do that. That's too on the nose. (laughs) Let's, let's hit it again. There we go. I mean, it, it doesn't fold down, but he... I, I kind of like the idea that he's just kind of a an artillery emplacement with a head. Yeah. 
But yeah. he's got wheels for legs, big chubby wheel legs. Well, he's got those. He kind of looks like he kind of looks like the Michelin Man. <laughs> All right, and uh, yeah, so that should do. That should extinguish the fires of the past. But please join us next time when we uh, pursue some mercenary pursuits. Ooh. But until then, we are all over the internet. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash stasispod. We are on Twitter at at stasispod. And we are on Tumblr at stasispod.tumblr.com. And our RSS feed is hosted on iaconunderground.net. We also have a Patreon now uh, for this show and our news show, and that is at Patreon under Iacon Underground. Speaking of mercenary pursuits... <laughs> Got to renew our domain soon, man. <laughs> and of course, you can also find us on uh, iTunes. And while you're there, rate and review us. They like it when you do that. That's yes. right. So do we. Gives us, yeah. I don't know, internet points. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm an Android person. It, it increases the visibility of the podcast, and of course, we want as many people to uh, listen to our ramblings as possible. possible. <laughs> yes, yeah, so we can extract their sparks and rule Cybertron. Aw, oh, man, I've always wanted to do that. I mean, of course, then, of course, we have a... As villains, we'd have to have a power struggle of some sort. <laughs> I think I'd just focus on having my organic parts removed. Oh. <laughs> I'm I'm very fond of my organic parts. Some more than others. <laughs> <laughs> and on that classy note, uh, I'm Rob. So classy. I'm Jen. I'm Alex. And I'm David. Yay, we made it through an episode. Yes. And I figured out that noise was coming from... Trap's ass wiggles weird now when he walks. He's shaking his little butt. <laughs> At one point in my notes, I have that ass listed, <laughs> and I'm not sure whether it was about Black Arachnia or about Rat Trap. Well, we don't actually see Black Arachnia's ass, because she's got the abdomen thingy cover in it, so it, I figured it would have to be Rat Trap. <laughs> True. It's like, who else do we see? Do we see Primals? I don't think we get a good shot of his anytime soon. Monkey butt. Yeah, monkey butt. Not like, not like that screenshot I got from uh, from Beast Wars oh, Second. Ah, <laughs> oh, the best characters are here. Oh, the best characters from the first season. Yes.